Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business or, let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5K. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by PDAC. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax. Also powered by Podmachine. The simplest way to grow and edit your podcast. Sign up now at podmachine.com and use the code HUSTLESHARE to get one free edit. I think that those people who make it big, I believe, are, are actually outliers. And, and I think a lot of people are not perfect and, and they need a, a bit of time to grow. And that's certainly my story. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here is your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We got the guys that just got funded, but not just one, not two, not three, but $13 million dollars. On a pre-A, and the metaverse is alive and well, my guys. So again, without further ado, let's welcome to the show Ian Estrada and Herbie Fu of XLD Finance. Thanks so much, Ron. Ian and Thanks so Herbie. much, Ron, for having us. Super excited. Thank you so much. I've been wanting. To, I've been 
I've been bugging you for a while now. <laughs> right. Come on the show because everybody's talking about like, I always ask this, like, I'll be very straightforward. I'm a little naive on the metaverse. And I always ask my friends that have been here on the show. So, you know, who's got next? Who's who's the next big thing? And they said there's only one. It's XLD. So I've been knocking on the damn doors for a while now. And finally, you guys are here, Ian and Herbie. But I want to ask you, before we get carried away, the million-dollar question. Sorry, it's just a million. Ian and Herbie, what's your hustle? Yeah, so XLD Finance, basically, what we're attempting to do is to make sure that we, is to build basically financial tools that feel like it's it's a bag or bank like financial tools delivered via crypto in emerging markets. So we really got in, gotten inspired by the play to earn movement last, where you can see that playing using crypto and participating in and play to earn or a Web three gaming that you could that that it had a direct financial impact to their lives. Unfortunately, when we were looking at like options and and how people were doing off ramps off ramps meaning turning your your crypto to to like fiat or using it to to pay for stuff there's so many steps right so you have to from your like axie infinity yep, was so the, the number one and then if they had their own basically side chain so you have to bring it from Ronin to metamask you pay gas fees which are basically transaction fees metamask to binance transaction fees and then peer peer to peer, right? And and there's just so many steps. And 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 basically there were there is I think it really just gets in the way of crypto being used in real life and the, the things that they have in their crypto wallet, the tokens that they have have real value. And and it's very important for us for for, for users, regardless if they're playing to earn, and, uh, to actually be able to use it pretty much immediately. Now, back then we were focusing on 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 on, on off ramps, but Kind of our our vision and remit has has greatly expanded. We're actually building a lot of a lot of APIs. So we have a payments API product that people can use to to pay directly to merchants with crypto. We have a, a fiat off ramp, which basically you can send your tokens to your like financial account and receive fiat for them. We have a mass disbursement tool, so anyone who who wants to pay their team in stable coins in less than five minutes, they can start dispersing to to thousands of people uh, in wallet addresses. We're building a, a basically a merchant acquiring so basically something like like to use the example in the philippines like the gcash with qr codes and things like that to make sure that it's available people can use their crypto in brick and mortar and even e-commerce or online online businesses they can use it and and many more along the way so i think that's what we do yeah that is so cool and again that's 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 where i think it's where the next jump would be the the, the usage for a common average joe uh, for them to be able to earn or whatever that might be and whatever coin they're using and to actually use it for real life goods. Now, before I get carried away, Herbie and Ian, I need you to buckle up because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share time machine. All right. I know this is not alien to you. You guys are super futuristic. You guys got time machines. I think you're going. Are you guys literally going to conquest today or yesterday? We were there yesterday. 
Oh wow! I knew it. Everybody was there. Like, you <laughs> shout out to the Akad Arena guys. Like, hey, are you coming to Congress? Like, I didn't get an invite. I don't even know what I'm going to do there. But yeah, amazing stuff. But I need to ask you first your origin story. Just like any superhero, and you guys are doing something super heroic. I'll start with Herbie real quick because uh, Ian has been telling me like you got to talk to this guy. He has an interesting thing. But walk us through your journey so far of how you got into the startup and tech industry and um, what are the first few steps you took to get into the ecosystem? Hi, I'm Herbie. So I started my crypto journey in like uh, last cycle in 2017 when I was studying MIT back then. Um, you know, that year, you know, like you probably like some of the guys might have heard about, you know, the crypto like ICO bubble from the last cycle. I was one of the, you know, like a few kids, you know, like, uh, you know, back in the days in school, like jump to the jump to the crypto wave during that time. Um, so basically that year, uh, myself together with some few like classmates, uh, we dropped out of school to start our very first, you know, crypto, crypto fund called A Decimal Capital um, back in the days. And then, you know, we got lucky uh, because, you know, in the last cycle, there's like even, even weaker, like a fundamental uh, for the market. So um, it actually means like, uh, you know, the prime primary market, you know, the crypto VC, um, you know, um, landscape is like way less competitive than what we are nowadays. So literally, you know, like uh, you get a chance, you know, to, 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 to early invest into like Solana, into like Chainlink, into, you know, Avalanche and a few others, you know, it's all open opportunities. And then, um, you know, uh, so basically we, we made our very first fortunes, you know, you know, like the ICO wave in the last cycle. Um, and during the deep bear market, uh, you know, we decided not to continue our uh, crypto like venture business, but rather, you know, like, uh, so basically I, I went back to the family office side, uh, getting to like more traditional, like a uh, web to, you know, gross equity investment and also some of the fund fund investment as well. And got like also like LP a few uh, pretty like top tier crypto VCs, um, you know, nowadays. Um, then it comes to like last year. So basically <clears throat> to a lot of my good friends um, coming from Hong Kong and Japan, uh, they were asking, you know, hey, Herbie, like we wanted to like, uh, you know, open up this like a, uh, crypto venture under our main fund. Uh, you feel like, you know, like working with us to, 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 to manage the crypto book. I was like, okay, why now? Um, so I, cause I've been like always like, you know, like a, doing like a, you know, personal like crypto investment, like since, you know, ever. So um, then we started this, you know, like Infinity Ventures Crypto um, together with Infinity Ventures people um, coming from Japan. They were like one of the biggest, you know, traditional like a uh, Japanese VC there. Um, and I got lucky to, to, to meet Ian through uh, Gabby, uh, the founder of YGG. Um, so, um, you know, we, we messed into like uh, the earlier round and I feel, you know, like, uh, cause, cause, I, cause I, I, I'm born and raised in China. Uh, I kind of, I experienced, you know, this like very interesting, like a, uh, like, absolute change like the paradigm shift of people of payment infrastructure you know like people like you know like coming like from like a direct cash to direct mobile uh, with the rising of the you know chinese like internet industry so i kind of sense you know like um, similar things might be actually happening 
to a lot of, you know, like the emerging markets down the road. Um, just like, you know, us like skipping like the credit card. Um, so, and I feel, you know, like a, Ian, like a very strong, you know, CEO. Uh, I always tell people that uh, I, I can't, I cannot be, I cannot be the CEO. I, 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 I like, like product. I like strategy. And I'm really bad at, you know, managing people. Um, so we, you know, work as a pretty good team together um, since then. And, you know, that's, you know, the story. Now, but uh, well, one last question before we go to Ian's origin story, because uh, again, uh, we go a little bit way back, a couple of years, a couple of years back. But I want to understand from from coming from a VC LP standpoint, where you're actually sourcing out deals to look for the right you know, um, deals to, to invest in, or like founders, right, right, right projects or right startups that you're looking for. What was it with Ian and the XLD team that made you want to literally join the ship and build product and, you know, contribute uh, more than just uh, resources? A, a few things, a few things. So, um, you know, Jenny, I always t- tell like my, my friends, my people that uh, there are like a three very important qualities <clears throat> that, that I, I'm looking at when I'm reviewing a startup. So first of all, whether, you know, like the founder funding team, whether they are like resilient enough, you know, through our conversation, through our, you know, his like, you know, past experiences. Um, and then, the second piece comes to, you know, whether the team is like, like product driven enough um, in crypto, especially in crypto, like it's actually quite easy to, to pivot uh, as long as you have like strong enough, you know, like product sets. you can always grab the opportunities when, 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 the, when the market, you know, comes, um, when opportunity comes. Um, and then uh, the third, um, third point is that, uh, uh, whether you know like the team is like a presentable enough um so you know luckily like uh yang is pretty resilient he knows you know what he's building and then you know he's quite presentable with his there you go in other words in filipino he's foggy. <laughs> i don't know if you know what that means <laughs> oh no foggy is good oh, looking no, there oh, you no. go. Kirby is more good looking than there me. you go i didn't know so if you're not foggy don't even try crypto guys that's it that's the third <laughs> That's the third component. All right. Now, Ian, let's talk about your journey. Again, you've been around for a while and I'm literally at your LinkedIn as well. Right. But walk walk me through your first few stints. I'm not well, I don't think we have time, but you had a very amazing uh journey. You started getting into like tech through Globe, all the way to Gcash, and then you joined Cashalo and even became a VC for a while. Um, under JG Dev, right? Um, but walk us through that journey so far that you've gotten through. Right. Actually, my first job, believe it or not, was in real estate. I was I was the one member the the member of a two person team acquiring land across the nation. It was actually with the Film Invest Group, so the Gutiérrez side, and and it was super. I started that. It's super interesting, and and really when I started my career. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to work on these massive projects and and, and major builds and be able to affect company wide strategy at the big level. I think also when I was younger in the university side, I was enamored by the idea of of being at a McKinsey or a BCG, so a top tier consulting firm. But unfortunately, my grades 
weren't high enough and I don't think I was I, I my skills interviewing skills were super good I never get invited for an interview because they only ask five people out of all of the schools right who have Latin honors and I certainly didn't have that and and then there's they only select one person usually right per firm per year here so for me that, that wouldn't happen. But I was thankful enough because I was in land acquisition. You actually go through the entire process. So the site planning, financial modeling, negotiating with the owners, and then contracts to make sure I'm the, the payment schedule is aligned with the titling schedule, the due diligence stuff to make sure there's nothing not obstructing the purchase or there are no claims against titles. And then I said, I think I think I can do this. So I was able to acquire probably more than a billion pesos worth of, of, of properties. Yeah, back then, my first job. And then, but I felt like I, I didn't feel like real estate was my thing, actually. And, and I felt like I, I wanted a more, an industry that was more expansive. And and thankfully, the I, I was recruited by Globe. Actually, I'm not sure if you know Xavier Marzan, who's now the Chief Innovations Officer of, of the Gotiano Group, of Philinvest Group. Ironically, hired me away from, from the, the group that he's working for now. Exactly. And then and, and for me, I think just the Globe journey, I've been, I worked in the strategy team there and, and it was a very exciting time where we, where we were basically, you know, we were we were trying to figure out how we can how we can actually grow our business because the the market share there was like 67% smart and 33% smart and then we were just trying to find alternative revenue streams so i was thankful enough to have been able to go through almost all or pretty much all like telco related businesses so from the entire consumer group i had some projects and stints across there i did a bit of enterprise and i did a bit of of small to medium business and and when i left and my last project in Globe actually was I led their enterprise-wide digital transformation initiative called Project DNA, where we were mapping out what would what do we want their customer experience to be in five years and what's the capability roadmap that we need to deliver. So me working with a team of external consultants, and that was my project where I worked with Ms. Peck on that. Moved on, John Rubio, who's now the, the country director of Facebook, recruited me for for BPI Globanco. I fell in love with it. Unfortunately, we had to the, the Globe side and the BPI side split split ourselves and we moved on to to join GCash. On GCash, I won't spend a lot of time there, but I won't I won't spend a lot of time talking about it, but my biggest product there is actually GCredit. So GCredit is what I I designed and and launched that with my team and and I think it's probably from a user perspective one of the probably the largest lending product because everyone with a GCash has a G credit score. I moved on from from I was recruited by the Gohongwei group. Uh, I was initially assigned at Kashalo. I was the uh, I, I designed some of the first few products and even I, I I remember I remember I also created like in 2018 I was pushing that hey I think we should do some sort of credit line earn buy now pay later. I was pushing that since 2018 and I actually looked at my size. I was saying shop now, pay later because we were talking to the Lazarus and the Shopees and said, no, I think this is the way we'll need to go through it because e-commerce is going to be like massive. And unfortunately, they didn't prioritize that. But then after I did my few stints there, I did go to JG Dev. I was the founding CEO. He set up the, or at least launched their first fund. It was a 50 million fund, deployed a bit of that. And then now I'm here. Um, I guess whenever I would tell my story to people and, and what I really focus on. So I'm really a, a person who's, I'm a product professional with experience in, in mass consumer products 
with a love for financial inclusion and inclusive finance. So that's my that's my background. Yeah, that's amazing. And again, just just doubling down on what Herbie said, just with that 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 experience alone, that just gives you the ultimate edge that you've done this before. And just couple of that that you're poggy. Oh my God, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a killer team. All right, now let's take our first break, and when we come back, we will now talk about how you guys created XLD. All right, and how you raise funds, and you know what are what what are you gonna do very soon? We'll talk about that more after the break. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back in the break. We are still with Herbie and Ian again, who then talked about how their origin stories as superheroes of the metaverse started out. But now let's talk about XLD. So, again, you guys are, again, amazing what you've guys uh, done prior to XLD. But again, I'll, I'll start with you. When did it start? When did the itch start? Because again, you're doing really well being building product. You were even doing a VC work. But when did you start feeling it like, oh my God, I, I, I got to do some. Like I, I want to be a founder. And how did that turn into Excel? Actually, believe it or not, I've always wanted to be a, a founder throughout my own, my entire career. But I do think that providentially, I needed to go through my own personal journey to be equipped with the skills that I have. Like humbly, if I didn't go through the the, the corporate the corp my corporate experience and then being able to work with a diverse set of people and, and great mentors, Herbie probably, given the number of deals that he's seen, he probably wouldn't have paid me that much attention. So I think. I think we, we glorify sometimes 21, 22, 23 year olds getting into the startup, making it big. But 
I think the, those people who make it big, I believe, are, are actually outliers. And, and I think a lot of people are not perfect and, and they need a, a bit of time to grow. And that's certainly my story. Now, the itch, like me, for me, I was like, throughout my career, the funny thing is I never really, I only applied for a job once. And then I, whenever I would move, people would ask me to move, right? And, and, and the offers, uh, and, 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 I, and I was fortunate enough to be like, when people would come, they'd basically say, what, how much do you want? And things like that. And I felt that kind of as a person, because I'm a simple guy. Okay, this is not, not bad money, right? And it, it kind of like, uh, maybe I'll delay what I, what I want to do, right? But, but I've always taken the approach that for every, my every stint, I'm just preparing for the eventual time that I'm going to be, be building something, right? And and my, the opportunity actually came post the pandemic. Actually, after JG Dev, I actually actually resigned there, and then I, I set up my own kind of digital consulting firm, which kind of started really really great because I think just just my background. Whenever I talked to the enterprises that 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 needed help, they instantly liked what what I was offering and what, what my background was. And then unfortunately, the pandemic hit. Right. And it kind of like a lot of my contracts basically back then dried up because a lot of the whenever you a company, a company spends on innovation, usually in, in good days. And when it was pandemic, there's a lot of uncertainty. They wanted to keep as much cash in their balance sheet to make sure that they can continue to pay their employees and, and not close shop. So I think that's a reasonable thing. And I think, yeah, through that process, through that process, having a bit more time. I started getting into meme stocks, which is the GME, yeah, G- Wall Street bets, meme, meme stocks. So the GameStop, AMC, that thing like in 2020s and in 2020, and I was starting to participate. Funnily, I made some money in, in, in meme stocks. Yeah, yeah. And then being, being, being human beings, right? Okay, where can I, okay, I think the, the meme stocks are, are, are lying down. What's the next thing to do? All right, so. Crypto, right? So we looked at crypto and through my my kind of crypto exploring, I started getting to see like play to earn, play to earn was got connected to like certain people, like my first few investors. And it was really just exploring like, what can we do? What can, what can I do to actually help help these play to earn guys? And then that's when I met my first few investors who introduced me to Gabby. Gabby invested at her seed round back then. And then basically I just started getting to work. The company with, with the company actually built our first product after two months of foundation with four engineers, and I was the basically the product manager. So we have this payments product. We basically were able to like in in a very short amount of time in two months be able to hook up to like more than a hundred billers and then test it out in two months. Yeah, in two months. And then the thing is, when I was sitting with the team and we were testing it before we 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 could launch it, it was on the Ethereum mainnet so it was and, and back then it was like august and that was really the, the just the growth of 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 of, of pay to earn right in july ygg race and then axie infinity was just like going up and up on the up and up it was so expensive it's like for a 10 for a five 250 peso like a five dollar payment the gas fees would be like 60 dollars so i said holy crap, we need to make this multi-chain. We need to make this compatible with Binance Smart Chain, Polygon. We need to support more billers, blah, blah, blah. So we took some time to actually do that. Yeah, so basically that's how we started, right? It's a very small and scrappy team working over, over time. And and yeah, and I think by the time when Herbie was talking to us, we, I was ready with the demo already. Like, here's how it works. And and, and the, they were impressed by what we were able to uh, um, do in such a very short time, yeah. 
That's amazing. Now, Herbie, I wanted to ask you. So, yeah, you saw this version of the MVP. They did it pretty fast, had a solid team. But how did you decide to come in and just take it up a notch? Because, again, that you, that's what you said. You always look for product people because, you know, in, in, in Web3 or any type of Web2 that actually scales, you can't be a service, right? It, it has to be product-driven and it needs to be product-led what did you guys do when you start and you decided to come in to really, you know, make this bigger than what it will ever be? If if you really like a look at the narrative, you know, for crypto or just, you know, Bitcoin specifically, the original narrative is actually it was supposed to be a, like a P2P e-mallet. Oh sorry, P2P e-money. Instead of, you know, like a, you know, nowadays like people more cheating in this like a digital gold, right? Um, people having been, you know, shouting about, you know, like a crypto could be, you know, like the new financial rail, you know, for the, for the unbanked people. Um, but this dream has never been really like fulfilled. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and I've seen like, a like a, quite a few, you know, like, uh, you know, startups, you know, working towards this direction, but, you know, especially for a lot of very, you know, like US based um, you know, whether like stablecoin projects, crypto payment projects. Um, but the problem is that, uh, you know, like oftentimes those teams, uh, they have pretty solid product. They have pretty good technology. But the problem is that uh, the team's not local enough. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't really solve like a, you know, you don't really solve like an emerging market problem without having, you know, outside team in the market with all your CEO, with all your CTO, you know, product manager in the United States, in California. It's basically skinning the game that to really understand the problem at a local and again, personal level. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I see like, you know, Ian, you know, and he's like, a, you know, first team, you know, they're pretty good, you know, like a local market, like knowledge about local market. And combining myself, you know, I, 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 I know, you know, crypto, the technologies, you know, itself, Perfect. But I, I'm very curious about the structure because, again, you have XLD and it's primarily originating from the Philippines. But prior to recording, Ian, you discussed how, yes, this is you founded by a Filipino, but you are not a Filipino company. And how talk to me how that that works, because and I, I've seen this happen also with like YGG with Gabby. Yes, he is a Filipino founder. But he has a very global um, team that allows you to get this done because the talent also is very scarce and it's hard to find to get to this level. Talk to talk to us about how how that works. Yeah, no. So in, in crypto, in traditional startups and 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 in financial services, it's a lot of the the institutions and companies are very, let's say, country or geographic based right like you when you acquire a license it's only a license to operate in the philippines and if you are in, you have, if you want to set up an entity if you're an indonesian and you want to start up an, a startup in vietnam you have to go to the vietnam sec and get a license or basically authorization to 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 set up a corporation and in in web3 it really doesn't work that way right because uh, basically the the foundational unit of of web3 is really just your wallet address just a, an address on the chain right so that's one of the, the the things and once you have that wallet 
you use that basically with with different types of protocols and you 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 build towards that so a lot a lot of web3 even if it looks fancy it's really basically just having one wallet interact with another wallet in general in general herbie might herbie can provide more nuance on this but like philosophically it's just multiple wallets and and that's where the space where xld operates right so like for example stablecoin like stable coins while they are minted or at least the company running it for example circle so one of our investors usdc is based in the is based in the us basically the, the, their stable coins are accepted in any protocol anywhere in the world because in the chain in the blockchain like geo geography doesn't matter right if you have an address then great that's the, that's all that's really you know, super necessary so we're actually supported by a very global team we're now close to 70 people actually sitting in it sitting in 11 countries and yeah and, and it's a it's a very interesting mix of it's a mix of people who are or more crypto oriented which is herbie and people who have real world real world financial services experience or or traditional startups experience right but for me i've i've, I've been really setting up a team and and having that kind of mind treatment it was really freeing i didn't wasn't bound by having to find my 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 team members in the philippines so let me and just to share about my team i think i'm super happy with the team that i was able to put together so my cfo christian actually is a 15 year banking veteran he used to be the ceo of barclays corporate bank who is in charge of middle east and Asia Pacific super proud of that my marketing person actually was the marketing head of the Sinarmas group so Sinarmas group is like a huge conglomerate and and she was she was handling that and went from 0 to 2 million users in a span of 2 months she's indonesian indonesian my head of payments actually you know has has built three wallets and integrated with you know national retail payment systems numerous payment aggregators and you know at one point in time not sure if you i think he was responsible for the first version of the grab app in the philippines also but he's filipino right and then obviously we have herbie so i i do think that that's something that that's super important right for us to have the right type of people in the team and and we really shouldn't be thinking about it just if it's from the philippines because the best talent is out there in the same way that if i was being recruited it shouldn't matter that i'm in the philippines right and i can we i believe that i can compete with the best of them globally so that's really my approach to hiring talent can come from everywhere and i'm super happy that in the web3 space we can there's no borders right there's no borders here yeah no but a couple of things i'm very curious because again everybody wants that talent but not everybody can afford that talent right um i want to now talk about how you also were able to get the 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 race the 13 because i'm pre- i'm pretty sure that didn't come overnight like oh here you go 13 million you said it's oversubscribed and i think you probably said no to a lot of the, a lot more people but before we talk about that what were the hardest parts because it i'm pretty sure before, before we even talk about getting talent before we even talk about you know getting traction there were sacrifices that needed to be made and some hurdles that needed to be um overcome What were those things? Because it's not all fun and games. It's what we see now is the finished product. But before that, there's a lot of pain. What were those like? Yeah, so I I think Herbie should really talk to you about the race and the challenge of that because he was really it, it was really Herbie's a crazy guy when it comes to that. But I think on my side, on the founder and operating side, the hardest thing was that if you're a startup and you're 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 working with very limited resources a lot of it is 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 basically it's a lot of time investment 
and emotional investment because I remember last year and, and I only had four engineers and, and I had I didn't have a finance team. I didn't have an HR team. I didn't have anyone else. So I was the product manager and the chief every, everything officer, right? So CEO, chief everything officer. So it was a, like a lot of just a lot of grinding. I had to be the one very, and I'm super detail-oriented, I'm product manager by trade. It takes a lot of time working with engineers, making sure you keep them accountable and they deliver. And then there's also a lot of emotional investment because when people are working like 12 to 16 hour days just to deliver something, and and then we 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 and and I'm in the middle of raising funds. I haven't. I was making good traction on my seed round. But people would still feel, is this worth it? Is, is XLD, is this vision going to be, is, is this going to work, right? So I had to make sure that, first of all, they uh, I'm able to win their hearts over and let them stay along. And if I promise you, dude, like, um, knowing what I see six months later, bro, you're going to be so happy that you 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 stayed, right? Because I can't lose an engineer. When, when you have four engineers, I can't lose an engineer because that's going to slow down my development, development path. I'm going to have to train them. They're going to have to keep up with the pace. They might get scared because if the people who are on, they're so intense and so passionate, right? So yeah, shout out to, to Benj, Francis, Dennis, and Leo, the first four. That was really with me, the journey, a fantastic four. So shout out to these guys that they were able to put it together. So I think that was the really the first one. And then I would say that I think things start really started to change when I talked to G- Gabby, introduced me to IVC, and they really helped me a lot. And then when Herbie came in, that just took a lot more pressure on me, especially on the fundraising side and helped me focus on just building something. Yeah, that's that's the struggle. It's really a lot of time. I But I just want to warn people, and for me, this is an important principle. I, I don't glorify just the burnout culture, right? I, I For me, I view it as there are things that we need to do at the business right now. And if we need to do 12 to 16 hours, we'll do it. But we, if we don't have to do 12 to 16 hours, I think we need to take some appropriate time and then work. So for me, I'm more of an advocate of people say nine to five, nine to five, nine to five, five days a week. But I'm like more of 24-7 and take breaks in between, right? I'll just take breaks in between to make it sustainable. So for me, that's that's uh, that's how how I work. I don't glorify the culture of hard work. It's just if you have to do no, something. It's, it's, it's a necessary thing because you're being ambitious and you're trying to change the world. Right. And that's why it's important that you surround yourself with people that also are built with the same, uh, you know, same elements as you, because a lot of people won't do that. And what it takes sometimes is just one bad apple to completely change the dynamic of your whole team. If all of a sudden somebody's murmuring like, hey, why are we even working like this? Fuck this guy. That's a freaking exploiter. Right. Then that, that, that whole dynamic changes. But if you surround yourself with people that understand the grind, that believe in the vision, that will you know do whatever it takes to sacrifice so that down the road it normalizes, then it's worth it. But again, this is all hustle and hard work. But it ain't just gonna get it you there if you don't have the resources. So Herbie, what were the challenges to then bridge the gap? Because you have guys that are working 12, 16 hours a day, right? And again, you wanted to scale fast, you wanted to be able to go to market fast. And in order to do that, you need resources uh, on the fundraising side what were those things that you guys had to overcome i think generally i would say like our fundraising is actually pretty smooth uh we know most of the you know our investors like uh, you know back in early days and they share the same vision with us because you know like we had we had some like a previous like fundraising um so you know there's some you know like restructure of about the fundraising uh, about about the fundraising structure um, and everything really like uh, you know takes some time. 
Got it. So again, not easy and uh, requires a lot of repetition and pushing through. Now let's take our last break. And when we come back, I just want to dive deeper on how to fundraise in crypto and what you guys are going to be doing with XLD now that you guys have it loaded up and ready to rock. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. 
With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We are still with Ian and Herbie. But Herbie, I'll go back to you first again. Um, I know it's not easy to do that. And you, you got to get the right backers and you know, have a little bit of back channeling, a little bit of FOMO in between when you're doing uh, fundraising for, for any type of startup. But is there anything different when you're raising for a crypto startup? Because, you know, or a Web3 startup now? Because, again, totally different. Uh, and again, it's 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 very nascent, but nascency can be a good thing. Um, what are what's the different approach when you're raising for a Web three or a crypto startup versus say a Web two company? You know how you get a product traction. You know, like because uh, like getting the product traction in Web two and Web three is like absolutely different. Um, that's one thing. And then, you know, you, you, you're going to know how you gather like the right resources, you know, having like a, what investors to be on the cap table and what kind of value they can bring to you. Uh, and so that you can leverage to, to get more funding, you know, um, it's uh, the, the, the second important. Besides that, I just say, you know, like uh, generally like uh, crypto investors, uh, they're 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 easier to deal with than <laughs> than like got DDC. it. Well, is there a different how how does DD even work on on Web three right? Because I again traditional VC is like hmm, what does DD will have to look at your cap table, look at your your PNL and your permits, and you're not even you know you're not even a local company. Is there is there something different in that? Yeah, you want to speak about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because I'm I'm I'm, I'm laughing because I have so many kind of internal stories um, about the fundraise because like in, in Web three, yes, it, it, the the is I mean, in general, what I've observed, especially for Web three, is it really depends on the macro. If it's uh, like a, the bull market, then you know that people have a lot of money to spend because you know it's just the the right rising tide raises all boats. I mean that's the reality. And Herbie knows this, right? A lot of his their investment super did well um, during during the the bull market. But on my side, it was pretty straightforward. First of all, you know the fundraising documents is a, what you call a staffed, right? I mean on, on our side, we basic uh, it's basically um uh, a special agreement for future tokens, and it's very. And in general, it's a founder's market. Like they have, if we choose to re- kick you out and we just refund you your funds, you can't. Generally, you can't do anything about it, right? Um, so, so that's how kind of the industry works. And on my side, like my fastest investment was like a fifteen-minute Telegram chat, and then he said, "Okay, I'll, I'm going to put in money." Now it wasn't a super large check because he was an angel, but like he just, we just talked on Telegram. Boom! All right, send me the staff. You know, I'm in. Let's let's do it. 
right? So, and 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 one of the things that we did was so 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 I think my the fundraising my fundraising story is raised the 1.5 million seed. I struggled to get my first 500k, um, and then but then when I I but I need I knew I needed more, so so I was just fundraising, and then you know I hope um, what happened was uh, I raised like 250k more. Um, and then people just started getting to know what I was doing, and then people wanted to 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 actually invest more. And then fine, I just increased it to like a total of one point five million. A uh, funny story also with Herbie and Infinity Ventures Crypto was because I was already kind of over allocated, uh, over I mean already kind of over allocated, and we were talking. So I was pitching to them first ten minutes. I told them, you know, um, he like Brian. Uh, Herbie, one of uh, Herbie's partner, also in in, in Infinity Ventures Crypto. Then he stops me and goes, "Okay, cool. I get what you're doing. How much can you give us? Oh, I can only give you 90k." And then Brian just goes, "Holy crap, Ian! That's not gonna wake me up in the morning." And then for the next 30 minutes, he talks to me about what they're gonna be doing, blah blah blah. And then Herbie, you know, the, what do you think of their model? And then I picked up a lot of things. So so like, you know, I I came out of that meeting generally like. Okay, this guy I think knows 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 the local industry. He's made some interesting investments into like um some 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 startups here. When Herbie super, I, I was just like so impressed with Herbie because he when he was talking, I picked up like two to three things and I that I started to reflect on. And then I also asked Gabby like Gabby, what do you think of IBC? Should you know should I? They're asking for more than what I can give them. What should I do? Um, or do you think I should do it? like bro Ian? Worth it. So then I spent the night looking at my the investor list, and then I had to adjust a lot of people to give them the allocation that they want. And I said, "Okay, all right, I'm happy. I come back. I can give you this amount of money." And then he said, "All right, let's do it." And then that just came in, and that was when when Herbie came in. Basically, I was just heads to the head to the ground, you know, building product. The, our fundraise actually for the thirteen million. We remember Herbie. We were starting it at the. Six million dollars. We just said we'll raise six million dollars. <laughs> and then, and then, That's like amazing. on a week on week basis, we would just like, like, can we get? There were some the, like a couple of first few guys that we wanted. Can we take the whole round? And then Herbie obviously says no because we 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 want more people to support you. You want people more on the journey. You want more branded folks in 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 that journey, right? So. Basically, and and then and then the fun uh, the funnier thing was I we actually raised money without the deck, and I remember one of during the fundraise Herbie and I Herbie and I would be like our deck sucks Ian like I know but like I can't spend too much time there I'm trying to build something so so whenever we pitch, we don't use a deck we just use a product demo, and then when the product demo when they see the product demo then we just show them it works and then it's like. Like super fast, and I can show them like, look, I just bought mobile top up, right? In 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 in, in I just received it, so I show I, it shows uh, when I show them that it really works, and then it's like magic, and it's super efficient. Like, all right, let's do it. So that's kind of the journey, the 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 that that we had. It was it was it wasn't super easy, right? Because we had our own problems. We were restructuring it. We were we were raising initially using a token, but then we, it made more sense for us to kind of have a hybrid equity token model. Um, so so obviously things had to shift around and we had to, I had to kind of have a mini roadshow to try to convince all of my previous investors that this was the best thing, better thing, because instead of tokens, you're getting blah, blah, blah. So it was a very challenging part. But, you know, th- those are just the, the highlights of the fundraise. Yeah, certainly, yeah. Got it. No, but again, this is, 
I've never heard of this. This, this, this is this is wild. But I, I want to understand now. You you can't be showing product just for the sake of showing product or MVP, right? There needs to be some real traction in there that makes people just like you know what? Don't show me the deck. Don't be do. Don't show me anything else. I'm in. And I think a lot of that will have to come from also your GTM and how you got uh, traction. Walk 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 us through because in Web three. The name of the game is community. How were you guys able to build that community pretty fast and get avid and rabid fans? Um, I think I think maybe Herbie, right? I I think you can share more about this. But the journey that we've taken is a bit different. Um, I think when we got this thirteen million, we were absolutely clear that you know that we were still kind of figuring out, uh, or at least not really figuring out. We were building out our product stack because we wanted this. You know this this corner this huge uh, market in emerging economies to provide like you know financial infrastructure um financial infrastructure through crypto there um so we were absolutely clear we were continuing to build the product but i think on our side um when 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 people saw it it was like magical right right how can you actually do that like buy airline tickets like buy underwear from shopee using 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 crypto and it was basically even people from the west right twitter when when we launched our first uh, product out in the market called Expend in January this year. People were posting that, hey, I bought an airline ticket. And then people from the West were saying, that's not true. You can't do that. And then the community was just saying, no, you can do that. And when, when, when people saw that we, when we, we, it wasn't us just saying that we, we will do this. It's like, we've done it, right? We've proved we can do it. We, we, we have, you know, we, we were able to do it. I think that's when they saw like, all right, um, I think these these guys are up, to, uh, you know, are up to something. And I think me as a founder, if I could just give tips right to anyone who's listening, I think my I, I think one of the things that also other people kind of kind of saw in me was um, I knew that I am a steward of 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 their money. I I don't view it as like kind of I take the money and you know, yeah I'm gonna be you know do more stuff. Um, I'm I was a lender for the longest time for my whole fintech life, and I'm very particular about you know, cost structure. I'm very particular about making sure that, that, you know, it's very sustainable and, you know, you're calibrating things all the time to make sure. So they felt like, you know, I was an adult at, at least so that they can, you know, trust me with, with funds, even if I didn't have a deck. So I think that's, that's how I would, I would say what drove our, our fundraise primarily, because um, if, if you, you're not, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with web three, it's super hard to bridge the real world and, and, and crypto and and it, yeah there's a big chasm right it's easy to bring in money because of the credit card stuff but for if you want to do it like directly beyond credit cards it's super hard it's super hard yeah but herbie any other uh few anecdotes that you can share of how you got to 13m because again I'm pretty sure you had to say no to a lot of people that wanted more and whatnot. Because again, coming from a VC VC standpoint, um, when you see a winner, you want it all. <laughs> How do you guys balance that out, making sure that you know there's enough room for people that added value to make sure that you know uh, you get the right people in the cap table and they're happy with with the allocation that they got. That's actually the beauty of crypto, you know, fundraising. So generally, I would say like people um are more collaborative than a vc also because you know like uh, oftentimes you know frankly speaking 
for a lot of crypto projects, fundraising is sometimes, you know, like a pre-product, pre-demo, you know, fundraising, or just like with a product demo, like ourselves. Um, so that, you know, people becoming like, a, like, the, like the crypto funds becoming like more collaborative, you know, they contribute in, 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 in like different like aspects um, to, to, to have this like a joint force uh, to work together to help the project. That's amazing. All right. Now, what about the features? So you guys built products. You have an amazing team. You have an amazing, you have resources to get done, but we're just getting started. What are you guys building out soon? And what should people look out for? And in, in the, the things are, if there are already, there's already products out there, what are those and what can they do with that? Yeah, no. So, so for on, on our side, um, we, we would be, I, I think we, the best way to, to, to see where our, our products are will be in, in on our Twitter. So it's at XLD Finance. But basically, we're building a set of APIs so that all, all crypto projects and, and major protocols can actually um, use infrastructure to strengthen their proposition, right? To make sure that as part of their, their ecosystem, let's say you're like a major exchange, um, you can actually use, um, be able to connect to, you know, thousands of merchants globally in Southeast Asia and the Latin America, Middle East, and Africa, um, instead of really just penetrating, going through those markets and payment partners on a one-by-one -one basis, which is super hard, um, super hard to do. And, and there's regulatory stuff that you also need to contend with. Um, so we're building that, those suite of APIs. We have, we have a payments API. We have a, a fiat off-ramp where you send your crypto to your bank account API. We have a mass disbursement uh, product. Right now, it's it's re, it's GUI based, but we're working on an API approach so that you can, you know, in just a few one transaction authorization, you can send it. The experience is the same for disbursing five people or you know ten thousand people. Um, we're building a um, a merchant product that allows people to pay with crypto um, in their favorite tier one uh, uh, tier one um, e-commerce site. Um, like Lazada or Shopee, um, Tok uh, Tokopedia, et cetera, et cetera, as well as, you know, they're, you know, separate storefronts, like people who are using Shopify, right? Being able um, to do that. Um, we're, we're building a couple more um, and, and those products are actually shipping um, in a few weeks. So all of them are shipping in a few weeks at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, our team is like, we're at the team of 70 people, more than half are engineers or, and the rest, and then and up to like 80% of the company are either former engineers or people who are not engineers, but like technically inclined like myself. So we're really a product driven, like super product and engineering driven um, team. Yeah, that is crazy. And again, thank you very much, Ian and Herbie. But before I let you go um, again, if they want to reach out to you, where do they go and how do they do that? Do they do that? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think on, on my side, they can reach out to me um, on Twitter. So it's at Ian Lives Crypto. Um, you know, I'm pretty pretty active there. So so that's the best place to reach me. How about you, Herbie? Where do they go if they want? Yeah, to I mean, feel free to, you know, DM me on Twitter as well. It's Herbie Poo. At Herbie Poo. All right. And again, before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever. And again, if we did have some jargon, which I did, we did, it's going to be the show notes on HustleShare.com. And lastly, if you want to be part of the HustleShare community, it's going to be the HustleShare community on Facebook. Again, Herbie and Ian, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ron. Happy to be here. Thank you. All right. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.